What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? WWE just announced that NXT has a new television home. Next year, it will be moving to the CW. My question for you is, can you name a show that airs on the CW? Easily. All-American. Oh, oh yeah. you killed me. How, how do you watch the CW? Do you watch the you know, YouTube TV? Do you have so, you, do you still have terrestrial so, cable? I still have YouTube TV. I have YouTube TV, and I also have Fubo because YouTube TV doesn't have MSG. I got to watch my Knicks. But uh, CW is I. You know, shout out my guy Spencer Paysinger. I, I didn't watch. I never watched All American on the CW though. I watched every episode once it hit Netflix, and like like a lot yeah. of uh, regular TV shows. But that's really it. I wasn't really into Arrow. I know they had like that Archie spinoff. Well, Arrow well. was great. That stuff's not. They don't. Do they have? Do they have superhero shows anymore? I think. I don't know. I mean, I know they. I know they. I know they had Batgirl for a second, right? And then that got canceled. Well, there was a whole movie thing with that. That was there's oh, a couple, right. Batwoman, but the, they had. Um, yeah, yeah. Are you are you a fan? Of, do you watch Son of a Critch? Son of a Critch? Can't say I do. Can't <laughs> Run say the I do. Burbs? You know that, that one. That one that looks good. Son of a Critch sounds like a a, a sitcom for Crips. It does. It's a, it's not that. Judging by the pictures, Sullivan's Crossing is apparently really big. Okay, um, all right. Oh, F Boy Island. Okay, I know F Boy Island. I heard of that. Here's a shocker. Inside the NFL runs there. On, it on does. It Tuesday does. Nights. Yeah. Shout um, out, shout so yeah, out it's good. that's where that's where NXT is going to be. Um, right, and that's. Well, I don't know if it's going to stay on the same night. But if so, it's the inside the NFL night. So maybe that's... I know I know it's definitely not going to be on the CW. And that's NWA. Oh. Wow. What a, what a bag fumble that was. Lord Jesus. Bag is one way to put it. Uh, it was a bag of something. The, <laughs> it's the, a bag of something that fumbled it. I don't know if that story is true. Does it matter? It doesn't matter if it's true. That's, that's exactly what, what I was going to say. I mean, listen. They had this pay-per-view. Sam Hain and... James Mitchell's assorted others are partying with a big bag of white powder mm. on the air. 
And mm. the story goes that the CW people saw this and were like, nope, whatever whatever deal they had made with the NWAs is off. I don't know, man. I mean, maybe it was just a thing where like the NWA announced their deal with the CW and it was probably a pretty like, it seemed like it was a pretty loose deal, you know, like we'll air for free and we'll split the ad revenue or something. Um, I don't know that to be true, but it's uh, that, that's what it felt like. And and then WWE was like, oh, CW, you're in the market for wrestling? Well, give us a ton of money for NXT and get rid of NWA. And then the cocaine bit probably was just, a, maybe was a good excuse. You know what I mean? Like it may, maybe it was, maybe that was, or maybe that's what just the world decided. Um, According to my mind, that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> in my mind, NWA was like, oh, we got this deal. Let's party. Let's party. <laughs> Doing some blow. Doing some blow on pay-per-view. It's like, ah, oh, it's pay-per-view. No one's going to get mad at that. Nobody's yeah. going to see that. Remember, there was a time not that long ago when everyone was just begging Billy Corgan to buy TNA or to buy Impact Wrestling. It's like, you're doing yeah. such a good job with NWA Power. Can you just take over? You know, yeah. take take over the third spot. Just oh, he was man. he was the first Tony Khan, right? He was the he was the first outsider. Uh, you know, well, that's uh, this is this dude. is for, yeah, not Tony Khan's pockets, but definitely that's what I was like, gonna say. This is the difference for all the regularly, you know, semi broke people like us out there in the world. This is the difference between millions and billions, right? Millions is like, okay, I'm going to put a 250K into this project and really pinch pennies and really freak out when the money dries up. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, it's a whole different playing field. Um, Brandon Thurston said this week that he was confident that AEW was not making money uh, in a conventional sense yet. They are making, there is money coming in the door, but they're not breaking even yet. Um, and it'll take a, gi- a new giant TV deal, I guess, at the ra- at the size, at the scale that they're operating at. Do it. So yeah, it's it's a it's a whole different thing. So yeah, CW as NXT now, it's gonna be big. It's a win win sort of situation. They're gonna do good ratings, and you know WWE can say they're exactly what we expect if they're the same as they were in USA, and they can say, you know, I mean, they can call it a third brand if it does really well, and they'll call it developmental if it doesn't, right? I mean, they're definitely a third brand now, right? I mean, they're on their own network. They've they've got. A pretty significant money deal, network rights deal, and uh, I mean, point proven. You got to give it up to the two point error just for taking that chance and refreshing it, and getting a whole new damn TV deal out of it. And I don't know. You look at the promos, and it's a lot of Braun Breaker, a lot of Carmelo Hayes, a lot of a lot of guys that one would expect to be on the main roster by October twenty twenty four. But I don't know. I think this new TV deal might make it a little bit more, you know. Of a, of a standalone brand where those guys might Maybe. be might be there for a little longer. Who Maybe, knows? I mean, you know? people, you know, those guys, Braun and Mello, have both stuck around longer than we thought they would. I mean, one would assume this is more money for NXT too, right? Like, one would assume like the top talents will probably get more money, like something closer to a main roster deal. If they're on a no, a this is just the, the guys in the WWE suite going out to fancy lunches on that money, man. This is TK, <laughs> this is TKO walking around money. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it could. No, it very well may. I mean, they got a pretty good budget down there, so maybe so. Maybe we'll get some more CGI or something. Maybe they'll, they'll maybe. bring on some new talent. They've got a lot of talent down there. What the hell's There's going on with Chase U? There. That's what I want to know. It's some back, <laughs> some mob shenanigans going on. Anyway. Uh, we got a lot to talk about besides just CW programming. So let's start the show. 
What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening, you're to, listening to, to You're listening to And you're listening to, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, bro. How about yourself, man? Good. We just did the cold open question. We had a big episode yes. of uh, Dynamite last night, big episode of NXT, big episode of Raw, lots of stuff to cover, and there was a lot of news, too. First thing, off the top, congratulations to Corey Graves and Carmella. Yeah. Proud Shout out to parents. them, man. Shout out. Uh, welcome young Dimitri into the world. 60-hour uh, labor. According to the Instagram caption. That's an Iron Six? Woman match right there. That That's is. <laughs> That's one type of Iron Woman match. Uh, but no, congratulations to uh, Carmella, Corey Graves, uh, the birth their beautiful son. Uh, happy, healthy journeys to them. And, uh, you know, all good health. I am not 100% sure. I'm looking at the picture that they've sent out. I'm not 100% sure, but that might have been exactly what I was wearing when my youngest was born. <laughs> Black ball cap, glasses, gray hoodie. Yeah. It looks pretty but, familiar. Um, For people who don't know, once your 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 children go into labor, they just hand you dad hats in the hospital. So <laughs> just, you're gonna want to be wearing this. So like, you're gonna need this, sir. Yeah. They just hand it, shuffle you into the room. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but uh, also, speaking of tweets, we just did the cold open, but as we were finishing, Kerm, our producer, jumped in the chat to say, maybe you guys want to talk about this instead. Logan Paul has uh, posted some photos of himself with his new United States Championship belt. Um, this is these are the kind of pictures that really made Shawn Michaels an effective heel back in his <laughs> IC title days. Like play girl, you told me girls read that. Yeah, uh, we have him uh, in the shower with only the belt. We have him in bed with presumably his partner and the belt. Some some just general you know, pretty boy photos with the belt. Um, Dave, how many genitals do you think have rubbed across WWE championships just in, just in the past decade? Just just in the past 10 years? How, ma how many genital pictures do we know for sure have rubbed across <laughs> WWE championships? Are these guys are? still, all of them traveling with the belts? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, so, when I, when I was there, they would have a truck where, you know, they would keep certain titles and some other people would, you know, travel with it. And um, I'm not necessarily sure who, who differentiated. I mean, one would think who, that, if, always... that one, it would make sense that if there's a one official world title or whatever, that maybe you, you travel with a replica in case you got to get your picture taken, but you leave the real one somewhere. But I don't know if there's any real difference between the real one and the replica in terms of quality or anything. So, um. Yeah, if you're traveling with the belt, then I would guess a lot of genitals to answer your question. <laughs> at some point, you're at some point you're in your hotel room and you ask yourself the question. You're like, I don't want to be the only person who hasn't you got I mean, showered be, naked I, with my belt or something. I, you know? I got to be honest, yo. If I was if I was a professional wrestler and I just won a championship and I'm celebrating and I know I'm not a full time schedule, like. 
I feel like you kind of have to christen the belt somehow, right? Like, you got to. Well, is the first thing they, you do to have it professionally cleaned before you christen it yourself? Or do you just, yeah, yeah it doesn't you matter. Know, you don't want to just donate some of your, your, your DNA to the to the cause and just, <laughs> once they figure out how to This is so that. wheels off already. I cannot answer this question. <laughs> Just donate some of your DNA to the to the cause, and once they figure out how to extract that DNA from every grain of everything you touch in your life in like ten or fifteen years, you can create like the ultimate United States champion, right? <laughs> like, you just, oh, you just like Jurassic everything. Park style. Just take all exactly. the DNA that's on. This is a terrible conversation. All right, <laughs> that's disgusting. But no, uh, yeah, I guess uh, Logan Paul. Posted up, Shawn Michaels style, butt-ass naked with the United States title around his waist. Uh, something. So here's the thing. Does, does that does that make the uh, does that make SmackDown this week? Like, are we are we seeing butt naked Logan Paul with the title around his waist? Just because? I mean, you know, you know, they love their social numbers, and you know, damn well that that's gonna do numbers. Are they gonna be like? This picture was viewed or liked by 10 million, 20 million people on Instagram and those little in- interstitials oh, in yeah. between matches or something like that. Is that is that going to be something that they pump up on, on SmackDown this week? I don't know. You think the shower is good for the leather on the belt? I'm not. That, that seems like a problem to me. Uh, if it's real leather, uh, I'm assuming it, would, it, w- it wouldn't be the best uh, for water. But, you know, I would think it's more of the soap scum, you know, like when you got the body wash going and it's kind of trickling through yeah. and you don't necessarily wash it through and get the soap little crusties and scummy next to it. That's not great. That's not great for anybody. Um, so do you want to do a little pro wrestling free agency? Oh, we got more free agency news. Let's get it. I'm, all, I'm down. Part of the free agency conversation on Monday um, was that WWE was interested in signing Saray back mm. after mm-hmm. her NXT run, but she apparently signed with an American Joshi promotion called Sukiban. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this whole thing is kind of strange. It's a sort of like like wrestlers are taking on new characters situation, as I understand it, and it's very like I think they're trying to sell like an anime show based on the whole thing. So who knows if this is exclusive. Or what the whole deal is. Um, But so that news came out. There was a lot of sort of uh, joking around on Twitter afterwards. It was like WWE wants this person. And they didn't just like say no thanks and sign with AEW. They signed with like a fly by night, like upstart promotion, you know. And like, so like, you know, there was a lot of that. And so then, now who knows if these things are related. But it seems like it might be. So then, and at the, if this is, I don't know if you count that as a bad news cycle, but sort of in reaction to that news breaks, the WWE is very interested in Julia, who is a stardom, New Japan, whatever star, probably one of the best female wrestlers in the world. Even if you don't pay attention to wrestling outside of America, you've probably caught some videos of her on YouTube or Twitter, wherever it is you look at. She's amazing. One report said that the conversations had gotten to the point where she was going to come to Orlando to hang out at the Performance Center and just sort of get a lay of the land. Um, but then Meltzer came in and said, listen, her contract's not up till March. Nothing's really changed. Of course, they're super interested in her. Everybody's up, super interested in her. 
But he didn't really say anything that contradicted that statement. You know, I mean, I guess it would be odd if she flew around the world for a, you know, two hour visit to the performance center. Um, but if that, whether or not that is, we're going to drop this news story to make you forget about the other news story. I mean, she would be a huge, huge addition to the WWE roster. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta say, I, 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 once I heard news about, uh, Julia possibly going to WWE, I, I saw a million clips of her online. Um, like what usually happens when someone's about to break. And I think just off just off the eye test, I mean, obviously she seems like she'd be a good fit in any North American company, AEW or WWE. Uh, but, you know, I think she comes with a, a level of street credibility outside of the ring that I think uh, WWE hasn't really, you know, snatched yet, especially in the women's division in a long time. I think Kyrie Sane is probably their biggest uh at women's acquisition in a long time as far as like someone who's you know on who has wrestled for a while outside of Jade Cargo who I think is in a, a completely different sort of sector of free agent um but you know I'm just talking about like just people who who have that credibility of entering work and and being able to elevate the the women's division I mean you could kind of see why there's interest in her I mean she has a great look she has a she has some incredible move sets or, or whatever and um she's, no, yeah she's man elite. i think she's, she's absolutely she's, she's awesome she's yeah, absolutely she looks elite. awesome like i'm not gonna front like i'm the i'm she, the no, biggest she's like, like the, she she should be the number one free agent after well i guess if you want to if we're going to pretend mjf's a free agent and cm punk still flowing around i guess you could make the case <laughs> for them but no okay. i mean she, this is like this is this is this is will this is this should be this should be like a Will Osprey level conversation. I understand that Osprey is absolutely like he's accomplished so much, and people are always going to value men over women in the sport, whatever. But she's she could be. So, I mean, whether or not the, it's this story, the leak of this thing is connected to the Saray thing, whatever. It's a she's a much bigger get than Saray, and frankly, like as far as what she contribute, I mean, she the the sky's the limit. I, I was about to say something really offensive to a lot of people, which would be which would be a ham-fisted comparison of her to Sasha Banks, aka Mercedes Monet. But like they, she could pick up a lot of that slack. I'll just say that if they've, if 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 Mercedes is never coming back to the, e. well, I mean she she could she's very very good. Um, also speaks English, but I mean she's half Italian, so uh, I think there, there'd be a little bit less of a issue. Than I've seen people already. Stars. I've seen people already like fantasy booking her into like the uh, the D'Angelo family <laughs> and that no. stuff. So no, I mean, don't, you know, don't even don't don't, know, weigh, you know don't it, weigh her down with anybody else. You know what she's fans do? Like, no, They're like oh, same nationality stable yeah it's true. <laughs> like, oh same, same race stable oh black people let's put them all together is, Italians, it, are the D'Angelo, is the d'angelo family actually italian or the members of this crew actually italian or they all just kind of seem like like white dudes doing an impression of of, of like of italian mobsters it, it would be really funny if this entire time was like, why did you think we were Italian? Just because we ate pasta and we talked with an accent. And it's like, I'm actually from Greece. Like, <laughs> well, we had the full-blooded Italians in pro wrestling. You, you know, there's a long tradition of, of non-Italians playing Italian. So I don't Come know. On, Apologies bro. to the D'Angelo crime family, if indeed you are full-blooded Italians <laughs> in the literal sense. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, that's big news. That's big news. We'll keep an eye on that one in our free agency watch. Oh, here's some here's some sort of free agency news. Uh, well, it's not necessarily free agency news, but the 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 SAG, the Screen Actors Guild strike is over, and John Cena very famously has said, "Once this strike is over." I got to go back to work. I got a lot of people who depend on me for a number of projects and I'm not able to do, you know, my WWE, uh, you know, stuff while I'm an actor. So if you looked him on Instagram, he's been very cryptic. They they should have had Solo Sokoa or like the bloodline infiltrate the negotiations between the studios <laughs> and the actors and try to disrupt them so that he could have one more shot at killing John Cena. Gosh, if you could, if you could, if, uh, I don't know, one of the big wigs are in the, in their office and all of a sudden you hear, want, 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 you hear the solo Sokoa music oh, yeah. <laughs> come through and the taped up thumb. Um, yeah. So it seems like it's a wrap for this John Cena run. He, so he, on, on Instagram, he just posted a picture of the end of the Looney Tunes, the, the end and the red circles at the end of, uh, at the end of Looney Tunes. In, in addition to the picture of Babe Ruth at his last game and uh, a Rolex, which usually seems like retirement, he's very, he's really laid on thick, which leads me to believe he's definitely not done yet. <laughs> like he's definitely got, he's got to do one more thing. If he if he wrestles at WrestleMania in like a straight up retirement match, what's the what's the match? A straight up retirement match at WrestleMania. My if he gosh. was like, I'm gonna do one more, gonna say goodbye on the biggest stage of all, WrestleMania. Who do you want to see him in the ring with? I mean, whoever's the world heavyweight champion at that time. I mean, I think the story with John Cena that's left to tell, in my opinion, is that 16-time world championship record. And it would make all the sense in the world if he says this is his last match and I haven't won a match in three years and I'm going to go, I'm going to give it one last shot for this world title match. And if I win, win or lose, this is it. You know what I mean? So if he wins, he could win the world heavyweight championship. And then he what, have they the hold record. up the title? They have a tournament? No, he just, he, he pulls a Samoa Joe and just says, I'm, I'm retiring as champion. If there's anybody who should be able to retire as champion, it should be Johnson. I agree. And, uh, so would you book him against Seth Rollins? That feels probably. like the move, right? You let him go. Like you, you let him beat Rollins and Roman Reigns can do his own. Cody can finish the story or Roman versus The Rock or whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would say either John uh, Seth Rollins or Gunther if Gunther's the world heavyweight champion at that point. Um, but that, I think you got to give it to Rollins. I think if Seth, I think if Cena's willing to do it, then you go Rollins because it just that gives Rollins a big match. What if WrestleMania's two main events were Seth Rollins versus Cena and Roman Reigns versus The Rock? Oh, where does that leave Cody? <laughs> um. Going for the NXT championship. Yeah. Uh, I would say I would say that the 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 strike has had some terrible <laughs> terrible uh fine print in there if the main event for WrestleMania 40 is the Rock and Roman versus Cena and Seth Rollins. They're not um, against each other. I'm saying two one on one matches. The Rock versus oh yeah. the Rock versus Roman. And John no, Cena. still, yeah. I would, I would say that the the SAG strike negotiations oh, okay. hit a terrible snag uh, that they're both wrestling over. Well, they've apparently resolved all the AI issues for now. Maybe we can just do computer generated John Cena versus 
Seth Rollins. You know, it's weird. Like, AI imaging, like, I, I don't know how people keep saying, like, AI is going to take people's jobs or whatever, because any AI image I see just always looks a bit off. Like, it never really kind of looks like the guy it's supposed to look like, and you're just like, ah, this is... But it looks more like the guy than not being the guy. I, I guess. It, but does, it, just, it does the job. It's like a dude wearing a toupee or something. It's like, I understand that that hair is fake, but I see you as a person with hair, right? Yeah. I can't imagine what the bald you would look like. So like you can immediately tell when something has been AI generated. It's yeah, like somebody for now. Like the no, or the nose, that's or true, maybe you can. Now. If you can't tell, then how would you even know? For all you mm. know, John Cena wasn't even on WWE television for the past few months. <laughs> Maybe we're just seeing like the McDonald's level AI that people on their phones could download yeah. and the real good shit is like, oh yeah, no, John Cena's been in Abu Dhabi for the past six months. This yeah. is just a guy. <laughs> this is just some dude. That's why we had to strike for so long. He was a little bit thinner, you know, they just had to find yeah. a body double and then they just CGI the face on and yeah. It's like, no, we couldn't even CGI the rest of his hair. You didn't notice that? Like, <laughs> didn't notice that? It's like, nah, we didn't. We just thought I was really him and it was age. Like, nope. AI clones it's out here. The truth is out there, people. But no, nah, I think it's a wrap for Cena, man. Um, it, you know, I guess he went out on his shield, like I, I assumed he would be. But uh, you know, I just want to see. I, I would love to see him break that record. I don't know how they do it. I mean, I know the Ric Flair of it all kind of makes it a little bit uh, more interesting now, and I think more people would like to see that record be held by a guy like John Cena. Sure, uh, a lot of people inside point. WWE, especially, yeah. Of course. I mean, you don't build this guy as the greatest of all time for his entire comeback and not try and give him a record that would at least give him the Tom Brady uh, argument over who's the greatest of all time with, you know, just more championship runs. So, I mean, I I, I, I want to see that. I want to see how they pull it off. I feel like that's the last trick they sort of have in the book with Cena before he kind of goes into fully ambassador mode for WWE. Uh, but... And he, and he still looks like he can still kind of get it done, but I don't know how you do it. But I feel like you're you're kind of leaving money on the table, not having him break that record, and not having to have be the guy that that kind of goes around that could legitimately say he's won the most world championships in WWE history. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, well, he's definitely if, yeah. I mean, he'll definitely be an ambassador forever. He's so great. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, 
you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Well, uh, we don't know what's going to happen at WrestleMania. We don't know what's going to happen with John Cena, but we do know what's happening at Survivor Series. Scrap Daddy announced it on Monday night. It's going to be War Game. Yeah, that's how you do it, Dave. Uh, we got the Judgment Day on one side. You'll never guess. It's a Judgment Day. It's actually different than we expected. I think the whole time we've been expecting some sort of unholy alliance between the Bloodline and Judgment Day on the heel side. But we have Judgment Day on one side. And then we have the super friends on the other side. It's Jay Uso, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins. <laughs> um, which is, again, not what I expect. I didn't expect Seth to be involved, but he has had a long-standing beef with the Judgment Day. Judgment Day has been running wild. Believe it or not, the main event in Raw next week has already been announced, and it's going to be for the World Tag Team Championships. It's going to be Priest and... Balor versus uh, Cody and Jay again. So they're, they're mm-hmm. keeping that thing going. The Judgment mm-hmm. Day's main event on Raw streaked, streak, well, was broken on Monday night because they did Seth versus uh, Sami Zayn. That was a great match. I really thought Sami Zayn was turning heel after that, at the end of that match. Maybe it was a little mm-hmm. bit on the nose, but I, I really, I, I was texting you guys. I was like, okay, here comes the heel turn. But we can save that for Survivor Series when he turns on Seth in the cage, I guess. That would be an interesting feud. <laughs> there has been a lot of chatter that it will still be a five-on-five match, though. And there will, and each team will need some new some partners. Now, the big name floating around out there is Drew McIntyre because he's been courted by the Judgment Day. He's got his issues with issues with Jey Uso. I, if it were me, I'd go ahead and pencil him in for the fifth man on the Judgment Day squad. But then the raw, then the then the Super Friends need another friend. Who would you put hmm. in that spot? It's a hell of a question. Um, I'm assuming it'll have to be on the raw side. So, I mean, I, I would oh, give it to... Yeah. I mean, I'd probably give it to somebody like like a Chad Gable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, or Otis might be that. I think Ricochet probably could, could make a lot of sense as well. Um, mm. I mean, Ricochet could just do anything. But yeah, you yeah, know totally. it would be really good. <laughs> oh. Uh, it would never happen. But could you imagine the world where the fifth guy is a guy from Chicago 
and <laughs> they don't announce him until the night of. What if they just go, oh, Drew McIntyre goes super heel, Ooh. joins Judgment Day. The, the, the four baby faces have been getting their ass kicked for the past uh. two weeks. And they're like, we're going to have a fifth guy, but you're going to see him in Chicago. Well, that's going to be, regardless, that will be the problem with yeah. with there being mystery people. You can't have any mystery going into there. If there's any mystery going in, then yes, that's what everyone's going to expect. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I would do if, if I would, if I was, but you know, I mean, you could call up Cena. You could say, you could give Cena one last run at, at, at the main event at War Games, teaming up with Seth and. Cody and Sammy and maybe that's his swan song before he 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 leaves. I know he's it's not like he's gonna go film a movie tomorrow, right? Like I'm sure he could bang out one last you yeah. know moment in in the next two weeks. So next Saturday, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if seen as the fifth guy. But eh, shit, if I had a magic wand and all the money in the world to spend, I know who my fifth guy would be, <laughs> and it would be the straight edge dude. You know, dude, him. you're just messing with everybody now. <laughs> It's so there, fun to mess with people. It, this is the we only got two more weeks to mess with people until they're super excited or extremely disappointed. So I just love to take that advantage, take advantage of that as much what, as I possibly there, can. Is there any? Is there anybody from NXT you would just shotgun into that spot? I mean, Melo would be great, but he seems sort of busy. Trick, trick too. Trick but would, they, they have their thing going on. You can't like just promote somebody in the middle of it. Uh, you know, that's true, true. I mean, the, the, hmm. I mean, those would be my only option. I mean, you could, you could, you could, you could, fit, you could, you could make up a world where Ilya Dragunov is in there, mm-hmm. and you know he's the NXT champ. Yeah. Uh, but uh, man, I, I just, I just feel like, yeah, that, that those would be those would make the most sense, like Milo Trick or, or Dragunov. And probably Trick would probably be the most logical dude because, you know, Cody could have his, yeah, you know, I was NXT commissioner. I went down there and I saw this guy and, you know, he had a hell of a lot of potential. I saw him getting an opportunity taken away from him that I gave him, uh, which was him being put into the NXT championship match. So he was like, I owe this guy. I owe him a favor. And bing, bang, boom, Trick Williams, your fifth member in war games. But that would be a hell of a step up for him to to kind of go from where he is now to be in them. What about Randall Orton? Ooh, how did I forget about Randall Keith? That's going to be fun. Um, I mean, there's lots of rumors that he's going to be back fairly soon. And it's always, I would say, it's usually easier for these guys coming back in straight into a match to be in a multi-man tag match so, you know, they could kind of get in and, and do the hits, which is, you know, kicks and RKOs and stuff like that. But, man, that's one dude I can't wait to see back. He's been low-key missed. Not even low-key. He's been high-key missed. Or you could go Drew McIntyre in the babyface spot and backfill the heel spot, right? I mean, you could even do Braun Breaker in that spot. Or you could, you know, there's a, just do any number of the heels that are hanging around on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That might be a little bit easier. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. But but Randy would be pretty fun. If you think Randy, I mean, I mean that would be it, it would be a huge moment, and it would be appropriate for a guy like Randy. He doesn't have like a storyline to walk back into, right? So it would just be like, hey, big baby face is back, or big star is back, and whatever. That, <laughs> that could be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, that's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting stuff. What do you think about that? Uh, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins match. So I felt like there was a lot of people that were crying um, hypocrisy 
because MJF and Kenny Omega had a world title match on Collision on three days' notice, and then and everybody complained that there wasn't enough. And notice. everybody complained there was not enough notice, and then Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn had a world title match with not even an hour's notice, and it got the same sort of thing. Um, I thought the match itself was great. It got to, it got a lot of time. It, it made Sammy look very credible, and I actually thought for a hot second yeah. it was going to be one of those wild TV title changes that happened uh, in in the middle of the fall. The the fall of trying shit is what I like to say. This is one of my favorite part. This is one of my favorite times in in wrestling. Right, it's right after SummerSlam. It's right before the Royal Rumble. You got about four months to just try some shit. Yeah, right. And they do it every year. And yeah. I uh, once once they announced that that was going to be the main event and it was getting time. I was like, holy shit, they're about to try some shit. They're about to just put the title on Sammy and and just fucking just just shake shit up right before we we go into the fourth quarter, end of the year. But that didn't happen. Uh, Seth continues to win. I feel like I pick against Seth literally every single time. Oh, yeah. He has a title match, and he keeps coming up. It is surprising in a very general sense that they made Seth... Okay, so Seth's like the fighting champion, right? That's the that's that was part of Triple H's justification for introducing the belt. Roman yes. Reigns doesn't defend it enough, which is, you know, frankly true. Yes. And Seth has certainly fit the bill as a fighting champion, but I think sort of implicit in that, or at least the expectation of a lot of wrestling fans, was that he wouldn't just fight, just this guy would fight and win all the time. That, that maybe the belt would change hands a little bit more than it does on SmackDown. Maybe Raw would be the the, you know, the the switching hands title, you know, and that is not proven to be true. So it is shocking. I mean, it were not shocking, but surprising. And that's why we keep picking against the guy. But I do like that the same way Sami Zayn was looking at him at the end. I do think there's some, there's maybe some something to mind there. Also, I know they won't do this because if there's any chance of Damian Priest actually cashing in, then they'd want to keep it, everything as close to the vest as humanly possible. But they, they really do owe us like a lengthy five to 10 minute YouTube video explaining how the cash-in could possibly work inside the War Games cage. Are you allowed? I know you're allowed to cash in in the middle of another match, right? Like if there's if it's Seth versus, versus Sami Zayn, he could go and cash in, make it a triple threat, right? He could wait till the end of the match, cash in then. But if you're already in a match together that the belt where the belt is not on the line, can you cash it in and like overlap what's going on in that match so that if you pin him during the War Games match, you become the champion? And then at that point, does War Games just continue? Or and 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 how does the referee even get inside the cage to 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 count to three for the for the championship match? Right. So here, so okay. All right. I think I'm I think I know what you're saying, right? I think. With money in the bank rules, now I'm really galaxy braining this shit. Okay, right? go for it. In a world where it was elimination style match, and you also Mister Money in the Bank, it would make all the sense in the world to eliminate all of Seth's partners. Have Seth be the last guy standing. You have a man advantage, and then be like, wait, 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 before you pin this guy, let me cash in my money in the bank contract and now I'll go do it. But I think with War Games rules, it's in reverse, right? Like no pins count until everybody is eligible for the match. Yes. So what if <laughs> the first two people are Damian Priest and Seth Rollins in the match? Okay. And just as the War Games is about to commence, 
Damien Priest says, uh uh uh, cashes in his money in the bank briefcase right then and there. So now, not only that, you have a match in between where Seth can't be pinned or else he loses, he can't be pinned by Damien Priest or else he loses the World Heavyweight Championship match. And he can't be pinned throughout the War Games match or so he loses the World Games match for his team while being the first person into the War Games match, right? So now there's double pressure on Seth Rollins, right? Yeah. And I might be bullshitting here, but so if he pins Seth Rollins before everybody else is eligible, does he do we crown a new world heavyweight champion during war games and the war games match continues? Well, that's what I'm thinking. What if somehow like they the judgment day gets the numbers advantage and Priest just gets the pin on Rollins? Like when there's mm. when it's just like three versus two or something. Right. Something like that. Then right? Rollins has to spend the rest of the match sad that he lost his title. <laughs> and maybe he just walks out. Maybe he's just like just pissed and it's just like, I can't believe. I got set up like this. And then, you know, Seth goes out first. This, it's a this is, all of this is the reason why they would never do it. But I think of it would be, not. I mean, it would just be so much fun. Just oh, like, it would make, it would be cinema. All of his homies are, are, are locked in a cage. You can't yes. even help them. You got two minutes to, to go out and, and save Seth. Or they could do title. like, yes. Also, there's the Sami Zayn thing. Maybe Sami Zayn helps break up the pin. Damian Priest cash in doesn't work. And because Sammy really wants the title or something like that. I, I don't know. There's a lot of things they could do here. I think for practical purposes, what we'll probably see is something after the match, if they're going to do it. Actually, for practical purposes, what we're going to see is absolutely nothing because all Damian Priest does is bring out the briefcase and do the point, 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 yell, 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 point, 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 <laughs> and then doesn't actually ever cash in. Yeah. Um, Damian Priest might hold this, might be senior money in the bank for the rest of his natural life at the way this is going. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, War Games is going to be a lot of fun. I like the mystery going into it, except for the CM Punk element. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to see where they kind of take it from here. Um, is they got about two weeks to get there with us, but I think they got it. I think it's. I think. I think the one thing that's probably holding the pay per view back is a lack of Roman and Bloodline. So I kind of want to see. Well, the bloodline fits. Roman into is Survivor apparently not working at all. Yet. I mean, that was the reports were that Roman is not scheduled for the Survivor Series. Yeah, so, is, is there going to be no bloodline at all for War Games? Possibly. Uh, my guess is it will probably get like LA Knight versus Jimmy. Something like that, right? It seems like, it, it, I don't know. It, it seems like the rest of the pay per views for the rest of the year are going to be geared towards let's, let's, let's warm Cody back up. I think. I think it's, you know. Well, he's front and center. He's the only face on the from the first War Games poster that came yeah, out. Yeah, fire poster, by the way. Yeah, so I guess this is the last premium live event for the main roster. And it, it seems like it's 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 time to warm Cody back up. Like, Cody's kind of been, you know, treading water ever since mm -hmm. bringing Jey Uso sure. into Monday Night Raw. And they still haven't if, really does told it help, much. Does it help if he and Jey win the tag titles back next Monday night? I don't know. Um... I, I thought it was cut a little too short. I I, I kind of enjoyed the Jay and Cody dynamic. Uh, oh, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I, I did wish they didn't cut it short, that short, but I do think they didn't really tell enough story between Jay and Cody. They just kind of, he helped them out. Nobody really gave him shit except for Drew McIntyre. And then, you know, they kind of just kept it pushing. But, you know, Cody, like... Cody's a very white meat baby face, but he still hasn't really reckoned with Jey Uso about 
the whole your cousin thing <laughs> and the whole finishing my story thing. And I almost think them losing. I wish they were still champions now and the, and now they're about to lose the title and then they're going into war games. Uh, I think it would make a little bit more interesting to see the dynamic between Kay, Cody and Jay and see how they kind of take it from there. But I agree, but it would also, I mean, they can also swap the titles three more times between now. Well, two more times, I guess, technically. Between very true. Now and then. So they, and they might just do it. You never know. Very true. Very true. Very true. That's going to be exciting. War games. Man, I was really hoping that William Regal was going to walk out at the end of Monday Night Raw. He's going to be like, that is enough. That is enough. But Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce killed it, man. Held it down, man. Like that's what we Adam Pierce. This is a good example. This is a good lesson for you know upper management uh, all over the place. You give some, you you, you reduce somebody's workload. You know, you mm-hmm. give them only one show to worry about, and suddenly they can do a lot better at their job. Said, you want to play games? Yeah. You want to play games? Took off his glasses, like dead into the camera. I'm like, you know how they always have that, and this. And this is when, like, you know, when the, uh, when the president just, like, declares war or something or gives, like, a, a, a speech to the nation. And the pundits are like, this was the night he truly became president. Yep. <laughs> this is the night Adam Pierce truly became raw general manager. Hell yeah. Getting that, nailing that war games call uh, at the end of Monday Night Raw. So it was tight. It was tight. I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, so good. So good. Um, yeah, so war games is going to be a lot of fun. We also got Rhea Ripley defending her women's championship against Zoe Stark, who I think we were appropriately high on on Monday. Come uh, on now. Seeing as how she won that battle royal, became the number one contender, this match is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be a humper. So Zoe Stark, obviously really good in the ring. Obviously, he's got a big future. What do you think they're going to do for the next two weeks? Is it just going to be a just a, a physical threat, sort of like, you know, like, I can go toe-to-toe with you sort of thing? Or do you think they're actually going to work a storyline here? Well, they got about two weeks to get there. And it, it's hard to tell a story in two weeks. And I think that's why they went the battle royal route instead of the, you know, long, drawn-out story route. I think I think this is a match that... I don't think we've really had a real Rhea Ripley showcase in a while, like one-on-one showcase. And I think, you know, uh, the reason why I'm really big on Zoe Stark was I thought she was the MVP of the Crown Jewel match, and I think she probably could get the best match with Rhea Ripley given uh, everybody else. The whole thing is there was... um, I still think there's a story of Trish Stratus to tell with Zoe Stark, and I could very easily see a moment where... Zoe's about to win the world championship, and Trish comes back out. Trish comes back and, and causes her calls it to because they they never really finished that story. Like she, you know, they had this cage match with Becky Lynch. Zoe's trying to help, and then she turned on Trish and told her to kick rocks. Basically, we haven't seen her since, so it would make all the sense in the world for Zoe to get this big championship opportunity, and you know, Trish come back and say "fuck you" and 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 cause it for her. So we'll see, but I think the match itself, I'm really looking forward to. Um, Zoe Stark, man, like I still think with like like a lot of a lot of incredible in-ring performers. A lot of times it takes a while to sort of get the other stuff right. Yep. Which is character and and promo and all that type of stuff. But one thing you can't, I think this kind of helps benefit Zoe that there's not a big build to the match. There's one or two episodes of Raw. And then we're right into it, and I think it's going to be great for her. But uh, I don't see it. I don't see the Rhea Ripley train stopping anytime soon, though. I think I think Rhea needs somebody to kind of. I mean, she does have a lot on her with. plate. She's got her 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 stable mates. Yep. Yep. Have yep. a big match. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. Maybe she'll be distracted. Maybe, maybe finally, maybe it'll be her that gets distracted as opposed to her trying to keep everybody else in line. Maybe it's a possibility. I can see it. (laughs) Um, and then the other match that's officially signed for uh, Survivor Series, even though it should not yet be signed for Survivor Series, and I'll explain, is The Miz going for the IC Championship against Gunther. Now, there was a fatal four-way between Ivar, Ricochet, Miz, and who, Bronson Reed? Who am I leaving out? Yeah, Bronson Reed on Monday Bronson night. Bronson Reed. That apparently was supposed to end in a double pin where Ivar and Miz both won Ivar pinning Ricochet and, and Miz uh, pinning Bronson Reed. But Ricochet accidentally kicked out. And there's some, uh, Meltzer theorized, it's kind of baselessly, that Ricochet was a little bit uh, uh, rocked. I don't want to even use any of the official terms because it seems like it's not true. And, and kicked out because he was confused. Um, but also the ref counted it really strangely. And I think maybe... Ricochet was just timing it to be like the one millisecond after the third, after the three count kick out. I don't know. It, it, the whole thing was very strange, but they had already booked Ivar versus Miz for Raw next week. And I guess the idea was that that would be for the number one contendership. But then Miz accidentally won the fatal four way. So now they're just doing that match anyway, just for the hell of it. Um, what do you think? Miz versus Gunther. What, does Miz have any chance at all of winning? Um, no, <laughs> no, I think he, I think he has a chance. I think he has a chance because, um, I still think the money in, uh, the world heavyweight championship feud is eventually Seth versus Gunther. And I so would got to get the belt see, off of him. I, 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 uh, there aren't many people more qualified to, to be intercontinental champion than the Miz. Um, so while I don't think it's impossible, I still think it's unlikely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, still, I still think Gunther wins uh, pretty handily, but I, I do think, man, like it's just this dude has been the most well protected, well built champion this side of Roman Reigns the entire year. Do you do you think the Miz match is a test for him in the way that, like, you know, we saw? Yeah, we, we saw yes. what's his name. We saw uh, Braun Breaker I'll, just have all these matches that were sort of like different sorts of matches, testing him out to see if you can do this. Can you play heel? Can you work against a guy like this? Can you work against a guy like that? Do you think that Gunther has something to prove in a match against the Miz? I don't think he has anything to prove, but the Miz is some uh, in many ways a gatekeeper for the next level. Like he's the, mm-hmm. he's like the first dude. He's like. Um, Gosh, remember Street Fighter and you had to fight those four bosses before you got to M. Bison? Like yeah. he's like he's like Vega, right? Like you gotta fight Vega first before he gets like Balrog and all the other guys, and then you get to M. Bison. He's like the first level of 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 of, of main event level boss. Um but I don't think he necessarily needs to prove anything. I think Gunther's body of work has already shown that he's capable of being a main eventer, he's capable of being a well, world champion. Uh, l- l- let me ask this. If his match against Miz is just kind of a stinker. Does that reflect poorly on on Gunther? Does that affect no. his championship? No, I, I don't think it's possible. I, I I think the thing about Gunther matches is it almost doesn't necessarily really depend on his opponent if the match is good or not, right? Like he's just so versatile in his ways he could be sure. sure. That it'll always look good. Like, I, I have no doubt that Gunther and the Miz could have a great match. Is it going to be a match on the level of uh, Sheamus or Drew or any of these guys? 
No, I just think it'll be a different match, right? Like, I, I think it'll be a different type of match. And I think the story that they're trying to tell with The Miz is a guy who, for most of his 15 to 20-year Hall of Fame career, has always still kind of been a little underestimated because he comes from the real world and he could play all these roles. It's Now we're going to show that The Miz can... Yeah run with anybody when he has to. We saw it on Raw. He's doing Hurricane Rana's, doing Tilt-A-World DDT's, doing shit that that John Cena used to do when he was going out there to prove to people like when he was the US champion, like, hey, I could also like throw down in the ring. I'm not just a pretty face. I'm not just, you know, uh, uh, an ambassador for this company. So while I do think it'll be a different match, I don't think a bad match with the Miz will reflect poorly on Gunther, just because I think his his body of work that he's shown, not just yeah, he's already done this enough. run. Oh my god, not even just during this run. I mean, just his entire. I, I, I saw some crazy stat that like Gunther slash Walter has held a, a a championship during his WWE career for ninety four percent of it. Yeah, I think we talked about that before. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, a, it's an insane number. So I don't think he has anything to prove. I just think um, maybe all he has left to prove is that he can. Get over without a title around his waist. You know probably. what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's I don't think he it. can. I'm just saying, like, that's is that's that intrinsic to his character? Who knows? Yeah. It's weird. Gunther is Gunther is is dangerously close to being um ironically liked. <laughs> like I think he's at like the he's point gonna where get cheered. He's gonna start getting cheered. Like people like he doesn't he doesn't cheat. Like the way he talks about it, like he always gives them respect before like you know, giving them the how dare you, you know, like yeah. he's almost, he's almost like he, he almost laughs off the fact that people try to challenge. Like he's, and he's, and he kicks ass, man. Like he's going to get to the point where people are going to cheer him. Like if he's in the Royal Rumble this year. Oh yeah. He'll, he'll be, he'll, he'll easily be a fan favorite, fan favorite. So I don't know. I don't know what you can do to get Gunther back despised, but he's at that point where he's. He's put in, you know, he's, he giving these, gives you a great match for any time he's out there. Yep. He's put the most, the, the title with the most longevity in the company, or one of the most longevities in the company, back into its proper prominence. Yep. And on top of that, like, he doesn't do heel stuff. He's just foreign. So you just kind of assume he's a heel. But speaking with an accent, it, according to their WWE rulebook, speaking with an yes. accent is technically doing heel stuff. This is um, true. Let's talk a little bit about Dynamite last night. Talking about okay. champions work, having good streaks, working good matches. MJF had a killer match against Daniel Garcia. Mm -hmm. We also had a main event with uh, MJF's full gear opponent, Switchblade Jay White, going up against a returning Mark Briscoe. Um, and then after the match, MJF came down to try to get his title again. This, by the way, I love everything MJF does. I'm on board with almost, with I'd say 95% of the booking, I'm glad that Jay White is the competitor. I'm glad there's all these other guys circling around. I have two complaints. One, the thing with the belt is has just gone has just gotten dumb. Like, wh who is there? Nobody that can take this belt away from Jay White. Is there? Is is like I would almost rather it get taken from him by AEW security every week, and then the and then the gimmick is him trying to get the belt back in his hands just to rub it in MJF's face. And not MJF trying to get the thing that he is that is his away from this other dude. Like if I know this is wrestling, but in kayfabe, there should be nothing more important to a pro wrestling company than to have the champion holding the belt. And by the way, outside of kayfabe, if you are running a, a, a the number two wrestling promotion in the country, and you know that your biggest objective is to attract casual fans, is to get new viewers watching you. 
You know what makes it really hard when you're coming in as a new viewer? To turn on the main event and have somebody who's not the champion parading around with the belt and saying he's the champion. You gotta have the basics worked out. When you just, if you flipped on AEW for the first time on Wednesday night, you'd be just like, why is this little guy going up against this long haired champion? Like, what is he at? Why is he so mad? Because the guy's got the belt. Yeah, it's a, come on. Anyway, setting that aside, the other thing that I think is stupid is, the, is that MJF has to defend the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship at full gear. I get it again in storyline terms outside of kayfabe. Okay. Okay. There's a story to tell. I, I got to tell you, Dave. I got to tell you. I think, I think. All overall, we're probably one of the more positive wrestling podcasts out there. There's yes. not a lot of things that truly piss me off. But in, in addition to your gripes about MJF not having the title and the Samoa Joe Keith Lee Ring of Honor Television Championship thing, just where, he, where Samoa Joe beat Keith Lee and then just dropped the title in the ring and just, just said, like, nah. <laughs> like, oh my, like, what? Samoa Joe, who is your one of the and I got I mean, gosh, two of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Samoa Joe and Keith Lee, mm -hmm. bar none. I mean, how do you like he is a foundational member of Ring of Honor? Like he is a he is a he is a Mount Rushmore person of Ring of Honor. And even he does not give a fuck about the Ring of Fire Television Championship. Like, uh, not, not so much to just, okay, it would have made all the sense in the world who with, with Shane Taylor, uh, you know, Shane Taylor, who is in a feud with, with Keith Lee right now, yeah, somehow got involved, who was also in a match with, with Samoa Joe at, at, at uh, All Out. It would have made all the sense in the world to just put the title on Keith Lee. <laughs> or find a way to get the title on Keith Lee mm -hmm. or figure out a way with Samoa Joe being distracted with the MJF stuff and all this type of stuff and saying he's going to be a friend. He got these ninjas walking around beating people up that are supposedly co close to Samoa Joe. There were so many ways to get the title off of Samoa Joe and onto Keith Lee, a guy who could really have used that title. Yeah. <laughs> really have used that, you know, that, uh, that legitimacy. You know, that he really hasn't had since he got into AEW. No offense. Yep. So so, so to beat him, not even beat him, to choke him out. Yeah. <laughs> and then he beat him to good. drop the title, I was just like, oh my, what are y'all doing, bro? And, and, and in addition, just so I'm fair, right? <laughs> Another thing that really pissed me off on, on wrestling oh. TV this week. Go on. <sighs> Lexus King, bro. Like, I don't know if you watched NXT this Oh, week. I did. Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes, giving you cinema, giving you an actual story to get behind that has nothing to do with championships, nothing to do with number one contenders. It's a story about friendship and betrayal and all the good stuff that usually leads to great Sports entertainment and long storylines. I'm thinking, okay, here we go. Stand yep. to deliver 2024. Stand and deliver 2024. Has this has to be the main event somehow? Car Carmelo Hayes versus Trick Williams. Yes. That has to be. That has to be it. I'm seeing it. And out comes the former Brian Pillman Jr. Lexus King. And listen, I understand he has a lot to learn. I understand that. Oh no, there's a lot of. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why you say no, no? I understand. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the, wherever this is gonna go. Let's do no, it. No, I, I understand that. Like NXT is is where he goes to develop. But man, just I would be, I would be absolutely full of it if it didn't feel like the the all of the charisma was just sucked out of that room like a vacuum. Like it was like it went from. It went from being something so wow. so I was so interested in to just being like what, what like what is and it, and even the the delivery on some of the lines like it just felt just so clunky and I was just so disappointed in that I'm like I'm like Lexus King we didn't need we didn't need you in this bro like this is what if he's the one what what if he's the secret attacker uh, but so here's the thing like involving him in that just makes. Trick Williams looked like more of a goof, right? It's like you th- you could you could make out the pirate looking blonde haired dude. <laughs> like I'm, you know, he doesn't remember anything. He just remembers getting hit you. and waking up uh, in the hospital or whatever. I mean, there was there's ways to get him involved that didn't need to have him sort of interrupt that moment between those two. I think there was other ways that could have gotten him involved as a possible uh, suspect. You know, that didn't involve them messing up. What I thought was great character development from Carmelo Hayes. I don't disagree. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. What did you think about when when uh, when Trick went to punch Lexus King? Except he really just didn't try to punch him at all. And he didn't punch him. Yeah, like it's just it's just it, it took a, it took a segment that I thought was going to be really good and just made me go, oh gosh, that could have been better. Yeah, that could have been so much better. It could have been uh, better. I don't disagree uh, with you there, but you know. Uh, Lexus needs his reps. I think he what you does. said at first is that you know reps. Yeah, listen, I'm not, and then I'm not, and I'm not saying that to 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 to, to poo poo on him or don't think he he could still have a bright future in 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 NXT. But man, that is a tough spot to be in. You got you got two two of your most charismatic dudes, not just in NXT, but on the entire roster, like main event and one of your hottest shows, which just announced a brand new TV deal earlier that day. And then you get somebody out there who, I mean, gosh, let's be honest, like just hasn't found his footing in any wrestling company. You know what I mean? That's somebody who is is a a top dude. Well, but maybe this is the beginning. Who knows? It could be. It could be. But that's that's a tough start. We got to get out of here. But I want to I want to say I want to complain about AEW for one more minute. Well, no, actually not complain. So the ninjas, the the people, the the guys dressed in black, the devil worshippers, whoever they are, beat up. Um, the acclaimed backstage through who was it? Bones through the window, play glass window. You know, there are a lot of people online. Real glass. <laughs> yeah, a lot there's a lot of people online now who think that it's Jack Perry underneath the hood because of the gla- the plate glass window. I don't I normally I would say no way that's true. But let me just say this. If it's true, that is a calamity. That would be so so dumb if that was it and that was the reason why. We have, what, three good options as to who could be under there. You know, I mean, the odds are basically it's Adam Cole, it's something Adam Cole adjacent, Roddy Strong, blah, blah, blah. It's actually MJF. Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, or it's CM Punk. It's not CM Punk, but like that's, you know, if you're if you're watching the show separate from everything that's going, from, from knowing what's any what's what's real, yeah, it's maybe it's CM Punk under there. Still could be Britt Baker. Or Britt Baker. That's why I say Adam Cole adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally plausible. I'm leaning towards Jack Perry now. But how much you want to bet, Dave? If you're a betting man, 
How much you want to bet they they have no idea who it is yet? <laughs> well, that's possible. But here's what I'm going to say. If it's Jack Perry, that's ridiculous. Because you have so many good options that aren't Jack Perry that Jack Perry would just seem like... That would be a letdown. No, it would be like, it's, it was me, Austin. It was me all along, right? I mean, yeah. it, would, it would just be terrible. But yeah. also back to my previous point. The fact that MJF is defending the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship at Full Gear that he's forced to find a partner is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. First of all, do, do the AEW Tag Team Champions have a match at Full Gear? They probably do. Um, well, but, the acclaimed are the... Oh, wait, no, they're the six-man tag. My bad. No, no, it's Big Bill and... Um, Ricky and Big Bill. Ricky and Big Bill. Let me see. Uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Yes, the... Gu- no, that's the that's the Ring of Honor. So the AEW Tag Team Championship match. No, the AEW World Tag Team Champions do not have a match at Full Gear. We know that the that no other Ring of Honor champions are defending their title at Full Gear. So for some reason, the tag team champions have to defend their title at Full Gear. And even in <laughs> kayfabe, kayfabe Tony Khan would go to, to would go to his champion MJF and just be like, you know what, dude, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Right? Like, I know you want to. I know you want to please your fans out there, but why don't you just take it? Just take one of those two matches off. You know, and by the way, if this is really the story you really want to tell, if you really want to, oh, MJF's working out, he's, he has to, he's, he's needs a partner every single time. If this is that big of a deal, then give him the AEW Tag Team Champions. <laughs> well, you can, I mean, you can't have a big bill versus and Ricky Starks versus uh, FTR feud without the titles at stake. You can't give, you should have just have an, an MJF and Adam Cole be the AEW Tag Team Champions because that makes an interesting story. Then you could really say, oh, well, we have the best tag division in the world. You got to keep defending it. But the the way they're doing it now is not. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything. You could be telling all this story the same way without doing it. Without doing it this way. Without making it feel silly. Um. Anyway, I did enjoy Dynamite though. You did. Uh, yeah. I liked the MJF match. I liked the main event. Uh, MJF. MJF. Dana Garcia was great. Uh, the main event was great. I like Adam Page murdering Swerve Strickland. As much as I love Swerve, that was a nice murder. Yeah. Um, uh, it, was, it wasn't as good as the Knicks murder in Wemby last night. So I was, I was no, back and yeah, forth between that. True. Neither that. Neither oh, and that. by the way, uh, Sting and Darby versus the Outrunners. The Outrunners have turned from like, I ironically liked them to I actually kind of like them in pretty short order. And every Sting match at this point is just, you know, it's a, it's a blessing. It's a gift. Anyway, we got to get out of here, man. We've been going for too long. Um, I got kids to take care of. I'm sure you do too. Um, yes, you want to get your plugs it. in on the way out? Yes, sir. Catch me on counter right here on Points Bet Fanatics uh, Sports. But catch me on the app. Catch me on all NBC sports platforms as well on every RSN. Uh, talking all things hoops. And um, yeah, say less with Casal King and Rosie. New episode out right now. Everywhere you stream podcasts and on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Kazim. Wale Mania tickets are on sale now and they are moving fast. I can't confirm or deny VIP tickets have already sold out, but people were texting me this and telling me this last night, but tickets are flying pretty damn quickly and we haven't even... Listen, it's going to be... If you guys haven't been to Wally Mania, if you've been there plenty of times before, uh, it is the only way to kick off WrestleMania weekend. We get to kick it with all of the listeners of the Mass Man show as well, which is always so fun. Uh, we usually have a podcast that kicks off the show. Last year, we had the Bloodline, Jimmy, Jay, Solo, uh, kick it off with us, which is so awesome. We had the Street Profits the year before. Can't wait to do everything that we're going to do We didn't do realize we had three major solo stars. 
three major three major solo acts. All right, they were a tag team. They were a tag team at that point. Tag team and the muscle. That was pretty fun. Three three main eventers there. But yes. Uh, Wally made it tickets are on sale right now. You can get them on Mobile. You can find Wally's page, find them anywhere else. And uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. Uh, you can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Be sure to listen to all the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed, The Masked Man Show, Cheap Pete, and of course, Wednesday Worldwide. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Very special thanks to our producer, Jonathan Kerma, Brian Waters for sitting around in the background, to our EP, Ben Cruz. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace.